Last couple of weeks we've been talking um, I, I did two weeks on love. And then I did last week I did a one on faith works by love. And now I'm going to talk about faith. You see, it's no good just talking about faith all the time. If you don't actually mix it up with a lot of love. Because it won't work. But I think we're ready to hear some faith. And uh, the first verse of the scripture I want us to look at is in Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, it's in verse, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. And it says here the incomparably great power for us who believe. Now it's by accident I wore this t-shirt today, believe me. But I've got believe written on the back of my t-shirt, haven't I? <laughs> 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 believe. Or faith. And uh, here it says, there is exceedingly great power for us who believe. And um, this power was so great, which basically says it, it was like the power that it, it, um, it says, um, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. In fact, these two verses are the, uh, at the end of a prayer that starts, at the, starts in actually in verse 17. In verse 18, Paul says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And, and then he goes on, verse 19, is incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in his right hand in the heavenly realms. So believing God, it releases God's mighty power in, in and to us. Have a look here in the book of Mark about this is all this is talking about Jesus. And Mark chapter 6, and this is a story about Jesus going home to his own village where he came from. We, he went back to the cellar, yeah? And um, it basically says, when Jesus left there, verse 1, he said he went to his hometown. Yeah? Okay, so he goes, uh, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples, verse 1. When the, when the Sabbath day came, he stayed home and watched television. Huh? No, he didn't. He actually went to the synagogue. 
And began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed because he was quite a preacher. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What was this wisdom that has been given to him he, that, that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, the mother of the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, Silas, aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and among his, own, among his relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor. To be honest, they were rude to Jesus. They knew his name was Jesus. But they called him this man. And then it went even worse, they started just calling him the Dervadelets. <laughs> you know, even your Dervadelets has come to fix your house. He's going to probably get upset if you just call him the Dervadelets. And so they disrespected Jesus. But verse 5 is says he could not do any miracles there. Except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he, and he was amazed at their lack of faith. Because they didn't respect Jesus, because they were rude to Jesus. And because they didn't believe in him, there was no transmission of power from Jesus to them. And so here, their faith, their lack of faith, actually stops power coming into them. Now we need the power of God to come into us. Because through faith we can have miracles in our lives. Through faith we can have our ordinary lives transformed into extraordinary lives. You see there was another story in Mark, in chapter of Mark and this is, a, this is, I think this is in, um, where is it, Mark, well, the woman with the issue of blood. Is this in Mark, um, Mark chapter 7, hang on, Jesus sends out 12. There was, a, there was a, a, a woman who had been suffering for many years with, with an issue of blood. Now, does it say where it is? Um, does anyone find it? It's in the book of Mark somewhere. Um, person that find it. Where is it? Mark chapter 12, no? Feeds to 4,000. Where is it? Mark chapter 11. Let me just tell you the story out of my head, all right? Okay, there was a woman who had an issue of blood. 
She heard about Jesus. And people said to her, if you can get to this guy Jesus, and you can just get close enough to him, and you can touch his robe, you'll be healed. She believed them. And, but she was desperate. She had to get to Jesus. She used to be a rich woman, but she spent all her money on doctors, and we know how expensive doctors can be. One day she heard that Jesus was coming to town and she got out of her house, which was illegal because she was confined to her home like a leper. And she was very weak. I mean, you'd be bleeding for 12 years, you're not going to be very strong. And there was a huge crowd around Jesus. You know, the crowds around Jesus got so big sometimes that they would literally push him virtually into the sea at some times. And this woman literally crawled through the crowd. And she grabbed hold of Jesus' robe. And it was like sticking her fingers in an electric socket. Her faith pulled something out of Jesus. So much so that Jesus actually stopped everyone and said, Hey, 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 who touched me? And she was really scared to start with and she said, no, no, she wasn't going to say anything. And everybody is saying, hey, all of the big disciples are saying, come on, Jesus, what's going on, man? Everyone's touching you. Everyone's pressing into you. But notice all these other people weren't receiving anything. But this little woman who touched him with her faith received the healing that day. And Jesus told her, said, your faith has made you whole. Immediately she touched Jesus, she received, she reckoned the blood dried up. She, she, she knew she was healed. And many, many times Jesus said to people, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. So faith is absolutely critical for us to see miracles. In Hebrews chapter 11 it talks about faith a lot. First, the first verse I want to look at is this, in verse chapter 3, Hebrews 11, 3. It says, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of that which was visible. If you study science, they'll tell you about the Big Bang Theory. Physical. 
That means that 20 million years ago, or yeah, 20 billion years ago, this whole universe, this whole universe exploded out of nothing. That's what the scientists believe. That is what the scientists believe. Now, I believe slightly differently than that. I believe that God said, let there be light. And nothing became this whole universe. The whole universe became, light became. And so I believe that God made this universe, all the stars, all the planets, out of His faith. He, he spoke words of faith or words filled with faith. And what he said happens. That's why this verse says, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's commands. That's why we believe very much in speaking to things. Jesus said if you had faith you could say to a mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and it would obey you. Uh, Jesus demonstrated this many times. He did, he, he did healings this way. He removed, uh, he, he cursed the fig tree of once this way. And this is the way that we can use our faith. In verse 6 it says this, Without faith it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now I just want to finish this up by uh, talking about a man called the father of faith called Abraham. And he was, he um, at the age of a uh, hundred, he was 99 years old, God appeared to Abraham and said, you are going to have a son. This guy was, his body was dead, physically dead. No. Yeah, what I mean is that he wasn't dead, but the apparatus needed to produce children was dead. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> and his wife was also dead. In her womb. She was no, she was a year younger than him and had never had kids all her days. You know, when 90, when 100 year old people start having children, we need God Almighty to show up on the scene. 
But God didn't just come and wave a magic wand over them and hey presto they had a child. Abraham and Sarah had to believe what God said. Had to speak certain words. And a period of time went by. And yeah, the baby was born. But let's look at the scriptures and just see what they did. Verse 11 says this, By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father, because he considered him faithful, who made the promise. Verse 11. 11, 11. Oh yeah, you And it says also from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Now one of the most important things here is that God makes promises. He says whatever you ask in prayer. Believe that you received it. And you shall have it. And so even though that you, you you enter a point there where you've asked God for something. You believe that He's given to you. And you often enter into a phase of saying, "Thank you, Lord, for the thing that You've given me that I asked You for." And you enter into a phase of expectancy. It's a bit like ordering something on the internet with a credit card. You type in all the details. They take the money out of your account. They even send you emails to tell you when it's coming. But it hasn't actually arrived in your hands yet. And you enter into this period of faith. That's why Abraham did. God told him that this time next year you will have a son. But he didn't just go, oh, great, I'm going to have a son in a year's time. He just went back to the sheep and the cows and stuff. He had an active part to play in it. And many of you have had promises made, said to you by, the, by God. People have prophesied over you. You've asked God for things like a better house or a better car or more money or... Or, or healing in your body. And yet it's not arrived yet. And this is where you need to enter into this phase where you're in a phase of actively believing. And often it's accompanied with praising God and thanking God. Uh, 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 
да му благодариш за това, което той ти е дал. And if you stay in faith, it will eventually come to you. И ако ти отстоиш в тази вяра, това нещо ще дойде и ще се изяви в физическия свят. And one thing about believing, it doesn't cost anything. И най-хубавото нещо за вярата е, че тя не ти струва нищо. No one's charging you for believing. Никой не ти иска пари за вярата. But it does keep an active faith. Say, God, I reckon you're faithful and you're going to do what you say to do. Но се изисква активна вяра, в която ти да казваш пред Бог, аз вярвам, че това, което ти си ми обещал, ще го направиш. Вярвам, че което си ми казал, че ще ми дадеш, ще да го надеш. You know, some of the things we're believing for, I believe for this church to be full. Едно от нещата, които вярваме тук, аз вярвам, че църквата ще бъде пълна с хора. Вярвам, че ще се пренесем от тази сграда в друга сграда. Вярвам за футболен стадион по край река Марица. И в момента ги нямам. В момента там е сметище, където искам да бъдам. Но кога си затвора очите, виждам футболен стадион. Защото Бог ми е обещал този футболен стадион. И всъщност местото, общината го е определила за спортна дейност. Но аз използвам моята вяра и също шеген, Иоанна. And you guys, you can be involved as well. Because it's part of this ministry. And we're going to see coming out of the spiritual world in many respects. Out of a dream will come reality. Because for many, many of the people that were healed under Jesus' ministry. In the natural, they were going to die. There was this woman in the natural was going to die of her of her sickness. In the spiritual state, they were not going to be healed. В естествения свят те са били обречени на смърт или на бавно умиране чрез тази болест. Много хора, дори православните хора вярващи, вярват в чудеса. Но не е така ясно, защо, как се случва. Бог те обича един път, Бог не те обича. За някои става, за други не става. Защо се отнася до вяра и действието във вяра, ние знаем, че Бог обича всеки равен. И Бог не различава хората, не ги гледа по различни. Всеки един, който протегне вярата си, може да получи чудо от Бога. И съвърхи естествен резултат в живота си, в естествения си. 
Ако Бог ти е казал да започнеш някакъв бизнес, Бог ще подкрепи бизнеса ти. You know, if God is, if you believe God wants you out of the flat that you're in and into a decent-sized house with a garden, you may not be able to see it now. You may not think, how could this happen? But through faith, amazing things can actually happen. And this miracle we're looking at in, in just this is the book of Romans and It's talking again about Abraham. It says in um, it says uh, this is what God said to Abraham in verse 17. He said, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls those things were not as though they were. You see, Jesus was seriously dead when he was lying in that grave. Those Romans knew how to kill someone and when they killed you, you were killed. Huh? And they took Jesus' body down from the cross and they laid it in the grave. And he was dead, cold, dead. And he also had a great big hole in his side where they whacked the big spear up. And that couldn't have been good for him either. But nevertheless, after three days, the power of God hit Jesus' body and it arose again from the dead. And God said he used faith to do that. And God has this habit of calling things that be not as though they were. God turned, showed up and spoke to this old man and called him the father of many nations. And this man believed God and became what God said. God calls us prosperous. God calls us healed. And if we agree with God, we can become what God says we are. That's why I often go around saying, thank you Lord, by your strike I am healed. Many times I will say, every need is met, every bill is paid. Because I'm calling those things that are not now as though they are and they become what I say. You know, even, even in the sports world, people will visualize themselves winning a race before they've even run the race. If you saw the 100 meters run, 
sprint at the Olympics. These guys are just totally focused before they start running. They're not cracking up, they're not making jokes with each other, they are focused. And many of them have been taught, you have to see yourself in the first with that finish so here, let me just read on. It says here, um, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations. Just as it said, so shall your offspring be. And you know, Abraham had this where really everything around him was saying, Abraham, you're never going to have a child. And you know, we have a devil that says, you know, you'll never be healed. You'll never prosper. Things will never change. But despite that, Abraham kept believing God. And God came through for him. And here in, uh, in verse... Um, in verse 19 it says, without weakening in, it, weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead. Since he was about 100 years old, and Abraham's womb and Sarah's womb was also dead. Now I'm not talking about denying what the circumstances are. If you see me and I've got three tissues under my nose and my nose is just pouring, and when I cough, it sounds like my lungs are coming out. I'm not going to say I'm not. I'm not sick. Because I probably am sick. You see, I'm not walking around saying I'm. I'm. I, I'm. What I'm trying to say, I'm not denying the facts. But I'm calling for a greater fact to come on me. And I believe in God for the fact that I am healed to come on my sickness. So I'm calling for something out there to come in here. I'm not just denying the, the circumstances. And Abraham knew, he says Abraham faced the fact. Abraham knew if you went up there and say, is your body dead? He would say, yes, my body's dead. But God has promised me that I'll be the father of many nations. Verse 20 says he didn't waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. 
But was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he has promised. And essentially he was healed. He, they had the child. And this is the application. God is, has anyone here in this room got promises that God has given? I have. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay? And if you haven't, find something. God promises you great things in the Bible. And uh, then you do not need to be I do, I do not complain about the number of people who aren't here in this church I praise God for all the folks who come and I believe in God for a whole pile more and I give glory God glory for what I've got and God will give us, give us more but what I'm trying to say to people is there is this four school faith but your faith and your words have to match you know sometimes I think about the football stadium I'm believing God for and I can, I can say oh, I don't think it's ever going to happen I go Shagan let's just go and get a beer each and And we can just get depressed. Baba Julia, I know she's believing for certain things in her body. Baba Julia, It's never going to work. It's never going to happen. I don't promise to believe for better things for the business, better things for the family. I'm sure going to join her believing for better things. You know. So car, other places. And if, if we start having a moaning and groaning and a complaining session, and just go, oh, you know, nothing's working, God is not hearing us. That's the worst thing you can do. You literally tie the hands of the angels that are telling these things for you. But even though, it, even though it's completely dark out there and you can't see how God is going to do it, if you keep on believing God and saying, I believe God is faithful and God will do it and we will see a big church here and I will see I will see the, all the, the dreams that God has spoken to me come true it doesn't cost me anything but faith you know you might be believing God for husbands you might be believing God for wives assuming you haven't got one that is 
Може да вярваш на Бог да ти даде съпруг или съпруга, като имам предвид, че не си женен. Бог иска да ни дава тези Няма да чакаме да се течим един ден на небето, за да имаме всичко. Трябва да упражняваме тази вяра. Despite the fact things look bad, we must continue to give God glory and praise. That, that's why praise and worship is so important. Because when we're praising God for something we haven't even received yet, it's an act of faith. Amen. Let's just pray to finish. Father God, thank you for all the wonderful things that you promised us. And thank you that you are faithful to your word. You're not a man who can tell lies. When you say something, you will perform it. If we keep on believing you, and give you our faith. We, will, we don't, it will arrive here on planet Earth. And we will enjoy it in this life. And it will come much more quickly than we ever imagined. As we keep believing you. And according to our faith, it will be done unto us. And we just thank you for this faith that you give us through your word so that we can receive all the things we need to receive from you. That you want to give us and that will bring glory to you and enable us to extend your kingdom on this earth. And we just praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.